For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Patterns of Exile and Redemption in the Prophets. This is part three of the series. In The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 238, he writes that Elijah will precede the day of the Lord from what is mentioned in the book of Malachi. Malachi adds that before the day of the Lord, the prophet Elijah will come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers. If we are living in the prophesied events of the day of the Lord, which I believe we are, and we're told that Elijah precedes the day of the Lord, then Elijah must be present at this hour. In what form or fashion is Elijah present? If the message of Elijah is remember the Torah of Moses, we formally call it the Hebraic Roots of Christianity movement, and the voice of this movement is, in believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, we need to express that faith in him by keeping his commandments or following Torah. And this movement has preceded the event that we're going to see that takes place in the period of time known as the day of the Lord. The ministry of Elijah is a ministry of restoration. Malachi chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. Remember ye the Torah of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgment. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming and great and dreadful day of the Lord. So the message of Elijah before the day of the Lord is to remember the Torah of Moses. Moses. And this is personified today in the voice, in the message of the Hebraic Roots of Christianity movement. The birth pains or the tribulation precede the coming of King Messiah. Klausner makes mention of this understanding in his book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, on page 48. Israel must endure the pains of a woman in childbirth before the advent of the Messiah. This expression is found in Hosea chapter 13. 13, verse 13, and it brought about the Talmudic expression, the birth pang of the Messiah. In Isaiah in chapter 13, we are told how the day of the Lord is linked with the birth pang of the Messiah. Klausner explains this in his book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, on page 178. The day of the Lord, or the day of judgment, or the day of punishment, is described
described in this burden in brilliant colors, unique and kind. The day of the Lord will come suddenly as destruction from the Almighty. Isaiah 13 verse 6. Therefore all hands will be slack and every heart will melt. Isaiah 13 verse 7. All will be frightened and the pains of childbirth shall seize them. Isaiah 13 verse 8. From this came at a later time the term the birth pangs of the Messiah. The day of the Lord is linked with the birth pains of the Messiah as Klausner also explains in his book The Messianic Idea in Israel on page 237 where he writes the event of the day of judgments or the tribulation or the birth pains of the Messiah we find the following things frightful wars destruction exile humiliation and changes for the worse in the order of nature Amos also adds the forgetting of the word of the Lord or in the later Hebrew language the cessation of Torah. All these elements were afterward included in the events that are associated with the birth pang of the Messiah. Let's look how the day of the Lord is associated with Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 6 and 7 as it is written. Ask ye now and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail and all faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day is great. What day? The time of a woman being in travail. That day is great, or the day of the Lord, so that none is like it. It is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be saved, delivered, or redeemed out of it, or through it. In the day of the Lord, we're told in Zephaniah chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4, that Gaza would be forsaken. This has already happened in August of 2005, with the withdrawal from the Gaza area, specifically the Gush Katif area in the land of Israel. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day, that is the day of the Lord, is a day of wrath. That day is a day of trouble, Jacob's trouble. It's a time of distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. For Gaza shall be forsaken. In Ashkelon a desolation. They shall drive out Ashdod at the noonday and Ekron shall be rooted up. In the day of the Lord we're told in the book of Joel that the land of Israel will be divided. Joel chapter 1 verse 15. Joel chapter 3 verse 2. Alas for the day. For the day of the Lord is at hand and as destruction from the Almighty shall it come. That day, the day of the Lord, the nations will divide the land of Israel. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat means Yahweh judges. And I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they've scattered among the nations and parted or divided my land. Israel and Judah will return to the land of Israel during Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 3 in verses 6 and 7 it is written for lo the days come says the Lord that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah says the Lord and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to the fathers and they shall possess it so the subject of Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 3 is that Israel and Judah will return to the land and speaking about Israel and Judah returning to the land in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 6 it says it's the time of travail in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 
7 says it's the time of Jacob's trouble. Israel and Judah return back to the land of Israel during Jacob's trouble. The day of the Lord is a time of judgment upon the nations. The judgment is for dividing the land. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 and verse 11 it is written, Alas for that day is great. That is the day of the Lord or Jacob's trouble. So that none is like it. It's the time of Jacob's trouble but Jacob will be saved, delivered or redeemed out of it. And now we see the connection of Jacob's trouble to the judgment of the nations. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 11. For I am with you, says the Lord, to save you. Though I make a full end of all nations where I have scattered you. He's judging the nations. He's making a full end of the nations where his people have been scattered, but he's delivering his people. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 94, he also explains that the day of the Lord is a time of judgment upon the nations. Also, after the fearful prophecy that a nation from afar will carry out slaughter, pillage, and destruction in Judah, the prophet concludes, but even in those days, says the Lord, I will not make a full end of you. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 18. Twice the prophet repeats these forceful words, for I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have scattered you, but I will not make a full end of you. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 46 and verse 28. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 5, page 340, we can also see how the day of the Lord is associated with the judgment of the nations. Who cries? Woe! Who? Alas! Etc. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 29. Although Israel had sinned, and the Holy One, blessed be He, had delivered them into the hands of the nations of the world on account of their sins, yet the latter also were not to escape scot-free, for in the end the Holy One, blessed be He, judged the nations of the world into whose hands He had delivered them just that he had done in Egypt and in Babylon. This is the reason why who is written six times in allusion to the six times which Israel were exiled among the nations of whom all were punished on their account. They are as follows Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Media, Greece, and the Roman Empire who is referred to by the rabbis as Edom. Accordingly it says and I am very sore displeased with the nations that are at ease for I was but a little displeased and they helped for evil Zechariah chapter 1 verse 15 and for I will make a full end of all the nations where I have driven you Jeremiah in chapter 46 and verse 28 in the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah volume 5 page 341 it goes on to say all that devour him shall be held guilty Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3 so will he destroy them that is the nations out of the world for the iniquity of doing evil to Israel as it says in Joel chapter 4 verse 19 this is in a Jewish published Bible so will he destroy them that is the nations out of the world for the iniquity of doing evil to Israel as it says Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness for the violence against the children of Judah because they have shed innocent blood in the Torah anthology to the 12 prophets volume 2 page 253 and 250 54, it explains that the day of the Lord is the time that the nations are judged for afflicting Israel. Behold, at that time I will deal with all those who afflicted you, and I will bring deliverance
to her who limped and assemble her who was driven afar. Behold, at that time refers to the final redemption. I will at that time deal with all those who afflicted you. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 204, he explains that the day of the Lord is a time when all the nations are gathered against Jerusalem, which is spoken about in Zechariah chapter 12 and Zechariah in chapter 14. However, along with Ezekiel, Zechariah envisions the war of the Gentiles against Jerusalem, which will come after Israel is settled peacefully in its own land. This war is described by Zechariah in chapters 12 and 14. All the peoples will be gathered together against Jerusalem and Judah. In Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12, it says, The judgment for fighting against Jerusalem and for dividing Jerusalem is nuclear warfare. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 179, he explains how the in-gathering of the exiles is linked or associated with the fall of Babylon. He writes, The outline of the Messianic expectations includes this thought, that the redemption of Israel is mentioned as being bound up with the fall of Babylon. In Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 4, and in Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51, it describes the judgment upon Babylon. And in Jeremiah chapter chapter 50 verse 4 it says that when Babylon falls that the children of Israel and the children of Judah will be leaving Babylon and returning back to the land of Israel or Zion. This is a reference to the Bible believing Jews and the Bible believing Christians who will be fleeing Babylon when it's judged and returning back to the land of Israel. In those days and in that time says the Lord the children of Israel shall come they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping. They shall go, and they shall seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion, with their faces thitherward, saying, Come, and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. What is this perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten? It's the covenant of peace of the Messianic era when Messiah sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, and he sets up his kingdom. They will from that time never, ever again Again, be another exile of the nation of Israel. That is that covenant of peace. Yahweh's people flee Babylon and return to Israel after the sword has come upon Babylon. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 16. For fear of the oppressing sword they shall turn everyone to his people and they shall flee everyone to his own land. You who have escaped the sword. Go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come to your mind. What is the symbol of Islam? It is the sword. So this is referring to an attack that is influenced by the Arab nations specifically Al-Qaeda and those who are aligned with the Arabs in thought and in deed. Let's look at the summary of the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the tribulation period 
period. Gaza is forsaken in the day of the Lord. The land of Israel gets divided in the day of the Lord. This is a PLO state. Jerusalem gets divided as well, and that is making the capital of the PLO state East Jerusalem. There is a judgment of the nations for afflicting Israel. There will be the fall of Babylon, and Babylon falling is spiritual Babylon, financial Babylon, and the land of Babylon. And Judah and Ephraim will be returning to the land of Israel during the day of the Lord. Klausner explains in the Messianic Idea in Israel on page 84 that Zephaniah outlines that you are saved by repentance in the day of the Lord. As the day of the Lord is near, Zephaniah writes in chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 that it's a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of horn and alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. The high towers could be a reference to the towers in New York City, but it also speaks of pride. Pride is a high tower. General destruction, which looks out from it to all the earth. Special individuals will be saved in it. There is one possibility of being saved from it. That is through repentance. On page 85 of his book, Klausner explains from Zephaniah, the prophet calls out, Seek ye the Lord, all you humble the earth that have executed his ordinance. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hid in the day of the Lord's anger that is protected by him. Redemption is an act of mercy by the God of Israel for the purpose of sanctifying his name. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 220, he writes, The redemption itself is but an act of mercy, that's undeserved favor, which the Lord will do for his people for the purpose or the reason of sanctifying his name. You see, when the land of Israel gets divided, it's bringing desecration to the name of the God of Israel because he promised with his own words that he would fulfill the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when he promised their descendants a land. Redemption is the comfort of Zion. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 220, referring to Psalm 102, he writes, The consolation of Zion is associated with the ingathering of the exiles. You will arise and have compassion upon Zion, for it is the time to be gracious unto her, for the appointed time has come. For your servant shall take pleasure in her stones and love her dust. So the nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. When the Lord has built up Zion, he will appear in his glory. So it is when the exiles of Israel are gathered is when Yeshua is going to return in his glory. Psalm 102 verse 13 and verse 16. You will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time has come. When the Lord builds up Zion, that is the ingathering of the exiles of Israel, he shall appear in his glory. When does that ingathering take place? During the time of Jacob's trouble. The exiles are redeemed by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And this is referred to in the book of Ezekiel as Klausner explains in his book, The Messianic Idea in Israel on page 121 where he writes, commenting to and referring to Ezekiel chapter 20 verses 32-34 and that you say, we will be as the nation, as the families of the countries to serve wood and stone. That's what the nation of Israel is saying today. We want to be like the nations. We want to join the world community. We can't be separated from it. So, as I live, says the Lord, 
God, surely with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out, will I be king over you and I will bring you out from the peoples and will gather you out of the countries where you are scattered with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out. The ingathering of the exiles and the redemption themselves will be with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out. These are the words that describe the way in which the God of Israel historically redeemed his people from Egypt. So in the Nestianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 122, he goes on to explain and comment regarding Ezekiel in chapter 20, that in Ezekiel 20, verse 35, it speaks about the wilderness of the peoples. Here again, we have a parallel between the exodus from Egypt and the coming redemption, a parallel which we found in most of the prophets and which is to us a sign and a witness that the memory of the Egyptian exile and of the deliverance from it was the prime mover of the messianic idea. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness in the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, says the Lord God. Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 36. In the time of the Egyptian exile, Israel was subjected to only one people, but in the time of the new exile, it will be scattered among many nations and be submitted to them. Thus, the wilderness of the land of Egypt is a parallel to the wilderness of the people. In the Torah anthology of the book of the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 457, it explains from Zechariah chapter 13 that only a remnant of the exiles will be redeemed. The prophet speaks about the forthcoming great plague at the time of the final redemption. Zechariah chapter 13 verse 8 says that two-thirds will be cut off and will die and one-third will be left or survive. Only the good will remain. One-third will survive. What is the summary of these things associated with the day of the Lord? You are saved by repentance in the day of the Lord. Redemption is an act of mercy by the God of Israel to sanctify his name. Redemption is showing mercy to Zion. Redemption is by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And only a remnant of the exiles are redeemed. Let's look at the distinction between the Messiah and the role and the function of the Messiah and the idea deal of the Messianic Age. And this is from Klausner's book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, page 9. Accordingly, a distinction must be made between the vague Messianic expectation and the more explicit belief in the Messiah. The definition of the Messianic expectation is the prophetic hope for the end of this age in which there will be political freedom, moral perfection, and earthly bliss for the people Israel in its own land and also for the the entire human race. But the definition of belief in the Messiah is the prophetic hope for the end of this age in which a strong Redeemer, by his power and his spirit, will bring complete redemption, political and spiritual, to the people Israel, and along with this, earthly bliss and moral perfection to the entire human race. This is known as the Messianic Era. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 228, commenting on Daniel chapter 2, he explains that the Messianic Kingdom is a worldwide kingdom. Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 says, And in the days of those kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, but it will stand forever. The kingdom 
spoken of here is a worldwide messianic kingdom. There will be peace and prosperity during the messianic era. Klausner explains this in the messianic idea in Israel on page 239. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, The Patterns of Exile and Redemption in the Prophets. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.